Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the You're Still Out Golf podcast. I'm your host, JT. We have a fantastic episode for you today, laying out the Oklahoma Golf Trail Initiative. Similar to the success of golf trails in other states, Oklahoma will have its very own trail. We dive in to the details of its origin, process, desired outcomes, all that and much more during today's pod. Given that today's pod is all Oklahoma golf, it's a great time to announce the newest sponsor of the You're Still Out Golf podcast. That is Boiling Springs Golf Club out in the sand belt of Northwest Oklahoma, just outside Woodward. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you may be asking yourself, they talk about Boiling Springs so much, I thought they already were a sponsor. No, folks. We only partner with sponsors that we truly believe in, so we've been happy to promote Boiling for the good of the game. It is just that good. But now we want to tell you about a great stay-and-play package that Boiling Springs has going all spring and summer long. Because really, one round at Boiling Springs is never enough. All stay-and-play packages include one day of unlimited golf. Yes, unlimited golf with cart and a room at the nearby Candlewood Suites there in Woodward. Pricing valid for any date in 2023. Double occupancy, $80 per person. Single occupancy, $110 per person. I can tell you that is a steal. When I was out for the Golfer's Journal event last April, folks from all over the country saying I would have paid $100, $150 to play this golf course. It is just that good. So go to BowlingSpringsGolfClub.com and click on Group Packages to book your stay and play today. Be sure to drop the code YSOGOLF in the additional information section to receive a special edition You're Still Out Boiling Springs co-branded hat with your stay in play. So, now that we've given you some great news on the front end of the pod, have to go into a bit of a mea culpa here. The audio of today's podcast, a bit of a struggle, lots of unexpected construction noise in the background at our recording location, so we apologize for that. Yet I assure you it is very much worth the listen as Lieutenant Governor Purnell and Golf Soup Jones, our guest today, do a great job of teaching us about the Oklahoma Golf Trail. So without further delay, let's get to the pod. I want to introduce our guests for today's pod. Uh, no stranger to the podcast and, and hosting us here this afternoon, uh, the infamous Golf Soup Jones, David Jones, superintendent at the club at Indian Springs. David, thanks for having us back so soon, bud. Uh, no problem. Thanks for uh, coming and having me. I uh, always enjoy seeing you guys. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been uh, a few months since you were on. A lot has transpired since then, and we're excited to talk some Oklahoma Golf Trail. How is the uh, the official golf season treating you? You know, it's great to see green out on these golf courses again. Uh, and David, thanks for hosting us out at Indian Springs. Uh, love this place. I grew up in Tulsa, Northeast Oklahoma. So I remember coming to Indian Springs when I was a kid, uh, mostly on the, on the tennis side. I wish it was golf. I would probably be a better golfer today if it was <laughs> golf versus tennis, but, uh, it's great to be here and thank you guys for everything you do promoting the, the great game of golf in, in, in Oklahoma. Well, we love to do it, and yes, it is greening up. Um, I've been listening to all my super friends. Uh, the uh, the temperatures being that you know combination 
nighttime high, daytime high of 150 plus gets us that green green grass, right, David? Yep, the old 150 rule works every rule. time. Nice. Well, uh, you know, this is a great segue. Speaking of germination, if you will, here, <laughs> uh, Matt, I want to ask you, where did the idea of an Oklahoma golf trail kind of germinate? Was yes. it... Um, you know, I, I can I think I know the answer. Uh, our our listeners may not be as familiar, so just kind of talk through where it started. Uh, who's who? In whose eye did it first gleam? Yeah, yeah. So you know, got to give Sheila Dills a lot of credit here, Representative Sheila Dills. I, I unfortunately former Representative Sheila Dills. Sheila decided she was much smarter than me and others uh, that that uh, spent time at Twenty Third and Lincoln. Uh, she decided, hey, this was great, but I'm going to go uh, back in, and run my own small business and get out of politics. But before she did, the last piece of legislation uh, that she wrote and got signed into law was to creating the Oklahoma Golf Trail. And give her a lot of credit. She's a wonderful golfer. Her late husband, obviously, was a, which was a legend in his own right here in the state. Uh, and she saw uh, over the last four years in particular, you know, me talking about uh, this amazing tourism industry that we have. Uh, our legislators certainly heard me talk a lot about the Oklahoma Fishing Trail, which was one of the, the first projects that I tackled when I was lieutenant governor. You know, we have this all these amazing lakes. Uh, you know, Bassmaster Classic is going to be back in Oklahoma uh, next year. Uh, and it's a multi-billion dollar sport. Why are we not promoting it? And so we created this Oklahoma fishing trail with the Oklahoma Wildlife Department. She saw that and she said, hey, Matt, we got all these wonderful golf courses too. And uh, certainly the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail in Alabama gets a lot of play. Uh, Louisiana, Arkansas now has a golf trail. So all of that, you know, uh, kind of came together at the right time and uh, with the culmination of, of passing this legislation to create the Oklahoma Golf Trail uh, last year, and we've gotten the commissioners, uh, getting the commissioners together for for future meetings uh, to to name those golf courses. Well, I want to go there next, and yeah, definitely shout out to to Sheila for getting this going. You know, it's, as any great leader, you know, does they they have a great idea, they kind of get it to a certain spot, and they hand it off to, to you know capable people, yes. right? Uh, and and Sheila's certainly done that. And I want to talk about those capable people. Um, David, I'm going to start with you being on the Oklahoma Golf Trail Commission. We're going to talk about all, uh, I believe it's uh, nine of the commissioners, but um, just give us a feel for, for your level of excitement and uh, what you feel like you're going to, uh, to bring to the commission. Well, all I know is there's nine great individuals on there. Well, I'll say nine. There's eight, and then there's me. <laughs> um, I'm on there, I guess, because I've played every course in Oklahoma, so... I have a little bit of knowledge about the courses, and I'm really looking forward to it. I've been wanting to do this for a long time, too, and I'm glad Sheila did do this because it's going to be fantastic for the state of Oklahoma. Well, let me have you talk about a few of your fellow commissioners. I'm just going to throw a few names out there, kind of uh, what, what you know about them and they bring to the table. First of all, our, our guy Jared Gallagher and uh, obviously Ken McLeod, uh, both folks you're familiar with in kind of the Oklahoma golf media landscape, but talk about their involvement. Yeah, Jared's from the Red Dirt Golf Collective, a great individual, and he's going to be wonderful for this uh, commission. And Ken McLeod's the, I don't know what his official title is, for Golf Oklahoma Magazine, and that's going to be another key uh, person there. And I, like I said, everybody's going to be, they're brilliant minds, so I think it's going to work out well. Yeah, yeah it's a nice mix. And, and Lieutenant Governor, kind of talk through the other folks on the commission. Oh, Gary Bridwell's on it, Steve Gellner, Charlie Hanema, 
uh, Michael Love. Just a just a great collection. Kind of walk through those folks. Yeah, well. well, and David's not giving himself enough credit. Here. <laughs> I agree. He, he he played literally every golf course in the state of Oklahoma. That cannot be discounted. Uh, but he also is a, a fantastic superintendent as well. So he kind of represents certainly, uh, you know, how to build those golf courses, how to maintain them. Uh, we had to have a, a superintendent uh, on this commission, and uh, certainly, again, it's great to have David. Uh, you know, we had to have an attorney. <laughs> oh, yeah, got to uh, keep us out of trouble. You got to keep us out of trouble. So Steve Gellner uh, wears that hat, and he's an, a great golfer uh, as well. But some of these folks uh, are really good at golf, playing golf. Some of us aren't, but uh, but Steve uh, Steve's out at Karsten. Um, uh, Gary is what is also out at Carson uh, from the private sector. Gary has done a lot of philanthropic fundraising uh, in, in his on uh, in his line of work. Um, uh, Mr. Ditchwich, kind of in the state, but uh, you know we 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 know that one of the big decisions that we're going to have to make is how are we going to raise money to promote this golf course? You know the the legislation passed without an appropriation tied to it, so. You know that's one of the big discussion points moving forward. Is what does this trail look like when it comes uh, when it when it comes to uh, spending dollars to promote it? Uh, these these local courses that are going to be on the golf trail, uh, we can't rely completely on them to promote that. Hey, we're on the Oklahoma Golf Trail either. So that's a big conversation point. That's why Charlie Hanama, uh, who uh, used to be on television, uh, used to be a sportscaster, uh, used to work for the governor as well, running his communication uh, department. So. You know, we wanted to make sure everything, for, everyone from, from an attorney to how do we promote this once we have the golf trail, along with, as David said, those that uh, have some expertise, uh, run it, whether it be running golf courses, uh, running tournaments, uh, and they're actively involved already in the state of Oklahoma, um, uh, promoting those courses. We, 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 there's no one, we are not lacking for, on this commission, uh, those individuals that actually uh, know the golf course climate in Oklahoma and know which courses should be on it, but also how to promote them. Well, it's all about progress for the state, and um, in this case, progress in yeah you know, in promoting these gyms that we have and getting more people both inside the state and outside the state to play them. Spe speaking of progress, I'm sure our listeners will hear that we have massive progress going on here at uh, the golf club at Indian Springs. Yes, we do. Recording this on a Monday when the club is closed, which means maintenance Mondays. Yeah. Uh, so you'll you'll hear a few of those folks in the background. But David, I, I kind of want to go back to you on. You know, as we're recording this, the the, uh, the commission's had its kickoff meeting, gone over some general parameters of how the commission will you know, do its work per se. Kind of tell us what you know uh, of the process of selecting the golf courses and kind of how that's going to work. At least the the bullet points version. Yeah, it's uh it's still kind of in the works because we've only had one meeting, so it's kind of a meet and greet meeting is what we had before. Um, so we're, we're basically just trying to figure out what that's going to entail, you know, as far as criteria to be on this list um, and to, to stay on the list, what the courses are going to be involved in having to do to, you know, to stay on the list for years to come. Uh, but basically our first meeting was just kind of breaking down into subcommittees and everything and trying to figure everything out. And then the next meeting, I'm sure we'll really get into the finer points of picking the courses and stuff. Well, that's a great point that... I hadn't even considered, and I'm sure most won't, is uh, the accountability that it takes to, to be on a golf trail and be uh, the good that comes with that, right? Promotion yep. of your golf yep. course, but uh, the responsibility yep. that it comes with 
in terms of uh, maintaining your course and uh, customer service and, and, and things of that nature. For sure. Uh, great customer service is in long supply uh, out in Woodward, Oklahoma. Lieutenant Governor, the last time that you were on the pod, you kind of said your best day in office so far has been out at Boiling Springs for a economic development event. We, we assume that kind of praise gives our you know Sam Belt Gym a kind yes. of leg up in the conversation. It, you know, it, it that that course probably it probably won't be a surprise when that course is probably uh, <laughs> named as one of the one of the courses on the trail. But I'll tell you that this is not going to be easy because you know we're well, one of the one of the directives from from the Oklahoma uh, golf trail legislation was that this is going to be, I believe, 15 to 25 courses. So we're not talking about naming 100 courses to the Oklahoma Golf Trail. Uh, this, this is going to be pretty exclusive. Uh, these are going to be courses that uh, people can publicly play. Um, but, but it's going to be a tough, tough, uh, tough choosing. Uh, certainly, there's going to be some that rise to the top of that. Uh, but, but these commissioners are going to have a tough job of, of, of picking those 15 to 25. Uh, we we want to pick courses, certainly, that, that people... Uh, those hidden gems, so to speak, although Boiling Springs isn't really hidden anymore. We don't want those golf courses to be hidden. Uh, we want people playing and we want people coming to Oklahoma to play those courses. But that's been one of the directives. Unlike the Oklahoma Fishing Trail, where we have different loops you know, around the state of Oklahoma, and we, we have, gosh, probably 40 or 50 lakes at least that are on the Oklahoma Fishing Trail, uh, this is a little bit more exclusive. It's a little bit more um, uh, dedicated to, again, uh, those courses around the state, uh, public golf courses around the state that uh, everybody should be playing and that everybody should be coming into the state to play. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of options here. And, and David, I'm going to get to that in the next question. So the last time you were on the podcast uh, was the day you completed your quest to play all 200 of our Oklahoma golf courses. And congrats again on that, by the way, just an amazing feat. Now that you've had time to kind of reflect on that, I want to get a couple things from you. What was the best kind of experience that you had in those 200 rounds? Not necessarily, you know, best golf course, favorite golf course, uh, but the best experience. And then go into uh, your favorite course of those 200. Oh, okay. Well, the, P picking winners on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the experience was, it's kind of a good story. Um, so I've played 215 courses. A lot of them have closed down. It was my total for Oklahoma. But there's probably around 190, like 200, like you said. So on my 200th course, I wanted it to be pretty special for Oklahoma. So I was running out of courses that were kind of up on the list, you know, like Carson Creek and Southern Hills. I've already played all those to make it a special course. Right. So I said, well, how about the farthest course away from where I was? So that's what I did. I took a seven-hour drive to play nine holes at Cimarron County in Boise City. And it was in the winter time because I, I wanted it to be 200 and I didn't want to wait any longer because I was trying to finish this list up and it was winter time and they had just had a snowstorm a couple weeks before so I had no idea if the course was even open or I, I called a, a convenience store close by and said hey is there snow on the ground they said no it looks pretty good so okay I'm taking a big risk driving seven hours and uh, so I did it and I got there and sure enough the gate was closed. And I thought, I just drove seven hours and I'm going to have to turn around. But so I said, no, this one I'm going to have to hop the fence for. Yep, yep. And I did. I hopped the fence. But whenever I got done, the fence was open and they were open. They just didn't open until later in the day. So I went in and paid my fee and all that after I played. But anyway, it was just a really cool experience because it was a seven-hour drive. 
and I love driving the great state of Oklahoma, just seeing everything it has to offer. And that's one of the cool things about playing all the courses too, is getting to see the countryside. So uh, that's kind of one of my great experiences for my 200 course and not knowing if the place is going to be open or not. But it was a fun little course. I would love to go back if it wasn't so far away. Right. But, uh, uh, the Panhandle of Oklahoma, you know, it's it's higher elevation, so you just don't know what to expect out there. It could be cold. It could be snow. You just never know. But that was uh, – They used to call it no man's land for a reason. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. and it's still called that. They, that beef jerky's <laughs> out there, I believe, too, the no man's land beef jerky. But anyway – uh, and my favorite course is uh, the Golf Club Oklahoma. It's just five minutes down the road from where I'm at, and I don't know what it is. It's a Tom Fazio design, and I just love it. It's just a great course. Uh, you're out there. You're on your own hole. It's like you got the whole course yourself. It's just uh, it's my kind of golf, so that's what I like. Two, two vastly different golf courses in vastly different places. One seven hours away, one seven minutes away. <laughs> yep, so, yep. Uh, very, very cool. So, kind of curious, and again, uh, this is maybe where we transition into the uh, it's all fun to talk about list, right? Knowing that we're one meeting in, if I understand right, so this may be a little bit more uh, editorial, if you will, but Lieutenant Governor, I'm I'm curious, and this may blend with a marketing question, but as the commission discussed sort of like a, you know, a prize or recognition uh, for golfers that complete the trail, you know, I know that a lot of places kind of have passports, so to speak, are you envisioning mm-hmm. something like that, you know, golfers to record their rounds, the pros sign off on, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thinking a photo with you and, and Governor Stitt and yep. kind of the uh, Three Stooges kind of outfit yes. would probably be the best <laughs> prize that anybody could have, yeah. but what, what, what's the thinking there to kind of commemorate uh, folks who kind of see them all? You know, we, we've, we only dabbled into that uh, the the first meeting we certainly have some ideas on prizes that the short answer is yes I mean if 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 someone completes uh, uh, you know playing every one of these golf uh, courses and there'll be I, I'm we're, we're we're envisioning some sort of passport where that will get stamped and then once once that the entire passport is stamped we will you'll get some sort of prize we have a an actually really popular route 66 passport that we created a couple years ago in Oklahoma has 66 different stops around Oklahoma so it's pretty intense to be able to to finish that entire uh, that that entire because that's 400 drivable miles of route 66 right. and we've had a number of people finish this and we we mail you uh, a, a uh, uh, kind of a neon kind of sticker that you can put on your on, on a refrigerator or something like that uh, so I'm not sure what it's going to be there but there will be something there there absolutely will be some sort of hook here um, we but you know what we're hopeful what we're hopeful on is that these courses because we're going to make sure I think we're going to lean in really to the diversity of the different golf courses that we have around the state. I, I think that is something that separates us from Alabama, something that separates us from Arkansas um, and, and Louisiana for that matter is the courses in Oklahoma. I mean, as David just said, the diversity in landscapes, uh, I don't think people expect when they hear Oklahoma golf courses. And we're really going to have to highlight that to separate ourselves from other states' golf trails. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the marketing uh, uh, opportunity there to really highlight how diverse our golf, our, our state is. I mean, with 12 different ecosystems inside the state of Oklahoma, it's a no-brainer for, for our golf trail to really kind of highlight some of that diversity. Well, that's a great point and segues nicely to another question that I had jotted down, you know, <clears throat> There's the there's obviously the golf trail and the playing the golf courses and I know that uh, Matt we talked a lot last time about how uh, the benefit of the golf trail is that golfers tend to have some disposable income they're spending money doing other things 
you tie that together with Route 66. And David, is there is there a committee or a certain group that's kind of focusing on unique places to you know eat, stay, and hang outside of the golf course experience while you're kind of making your way through the trail? I think we talked a little bit on that on you know trying to include some of that stuff in with the, the courses and if they're close to places like that. So I'm sure something like that would be uh, very neat to, to dive into and try to make that happen. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like there would be a, a natural overlap with the Route 66 and, and just uh, other other places that uh, you know if you're if you're playing Boiling Springs, not to continue to give it due amount of love, right. but you know, do you, do you go hit the German restaurant over yeah. in Winoka, right? Yeah. I mean, just things that yeah. are tangential to uh, the golf trail. Yeah, I I think that again is a benefit of golfing. Certainly, the 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 people that that do play golf certainly. Uh, you, you could uh, you can stereotype golfers, I guess, in a, in a positive way that right. they do like to spend money. Um, you know, we actually have a world class um, uh, small business here in the Tulsa area that uh, guy rolls hand cigars and is really popular right now for parties and uh, is doing business all over the world. Uh, and you know, he should absolutely be promoted, right? Like right, if, right. if there's a course near Tulsa that's on this trail. Um, that's where we want to send golf uh, golfers uh, to get their cigars for the golf course and on 19th hole activities. So it, it really is endless on that uh, side of things, too, when it comes to hotels, uh, our, our world-class restaurants, and, and, uh, and, you know, guys that I didn't even know that were out there that I saw him on a, in an Oklahoma magazine recently. I said, I've got to promote this guy. And it's a perfect partnership between him and our, our future Oklahoma Golf Trail. Yeah. Well, tying that into marketing and again hopefully everybody heard the preface of you know this is a, um, a piece of legislation and therefore a commission that does not have a you know, set funding source so just again we like to preface that heavily uh, that said what what are some ideas that have uh, kind of come up in, either in that first commission meeting or just kind of you know, off camera so to speak to uh, to market it because I think that um, while we want to make sure all Oklahoma uh, golfers you know, know of these courses, uh, a lot, a lot of them sniff them out on their own. How, how, do, how do we anticipate marketing this to either adjoining states or nationally? Um, again, knowing that let's let's in a, in a perfect world where it's funded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I was one of our subcommittees too. Was marketing, so we'll definitely be, you know, digging into that as well. Um, I wasn't. I'm not on that because I'm not a marketing person. But so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the possibilities are pretty much endless. So. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you how Ken, Mc, Ken McLeod would would like us to promote it. That's in the <laughs> in his magazine, right? Sure. Uh, but David's right. We we've got a subcommittee that's kind of looking at best practices on that right now. You know, like David promotes Indian Springs, and and you know, but he only has he has limited dollars, uh, just like any other golf course does, mm-hmm. outside of maybe a few golf courses in the state that 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 have you know robust budgets to be promoting their golf courses so this is going to be a partnership with those golf courses first off so this is going to need to be a conversation with those clubs you know there are going to be some some uh, some requirements that we have of them from a signage perspective but a lot of this is on our end i mean a right. lot of this is going to be a private an effort uh we certainly envision some fundraisers uh, that I, I hope that means a some sort of golf tournament that we are having, 
uh, where we're going to be raising some some uh, some startup uh, dollars for this effort. Uh, but you know, we have our attorney on board to kind of look at okay, how do we set this up? Is this a five hundred one c three? What 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 kind of five hundred one does this need to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe in future years uh, there could be a state appropriation, but there's no guarantee of that. Uh, you know, there's no guarantee for any of our tourism trails in Oklahoma that there's going to be dedicated money for it. And so the more money we can raise privately, and again, we have a number of commissioners that have, have done uh, a lot of philanthropic fundraising as well that we're really going to lean into to some of their uh, expertise and experience that they have. I, I feel pretty confident we're going to be able to get some, some of the startup dollars to, you know, kick this off. But then it's the reoccurring money from, from year to year. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some annual events that we will set up uh, to do that. And if, again, big if, but if uh, the state comes alongside and says, hey, we really like this, we want to support this with a state appropriation, then great. Then it truly is a public-private partnership. But to start with, it's mostly going to be private. Yeah, and I think that, best I can tell, it's being gone about in the right way because without a great product, right, it doesn't matter how many marketing dollars mm-hmm. Uh, that you put into it and so starting first with look at this um, diverse ecosystem so to speak that we have in Oklahoma with golf um, if that is good enough and well put enough together a lot of folks will market that for you for free um, certainly in the golf world because I find out most of my golf information for places that aren't paying to get it in front of me. So uh, if you can do all that, it seems like the state loves a winner and would put some you know rocket fuel behind it at some point in the future once it's once it's proven out, which frankly, you know, using public dollars, that's how it should be. Prove yeah, out yeah. your idea and then yeah. we'll, we'll come along and, yep. and, and help you out. Awesome. Well, Kind of closing out the golf trail talk, I'm I'm kind of curious, uh, and maybe this has been said publicly, maybe it hasn't. Certainly within the commission, I'm sure it's been talked about. Kind of when all is said and done, and the courses have been selected, the, the trail's been marketed. What I'll start with you, David, and I'll ask both of you. What 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 is success right for the Oklahoma Golf Trail look like in your opinion from your spot, kind of on the commission? Uh, I mean, I would say to pick out some. Great courses that are going to be around for the long haul, too. Um, and, you know, Oklahoma's got so many good courses. Uh, it's, it was a no-brainer to start this thing. And now that we've done it, we want to, you know, pick the great courses that are here and make sure they stay on it because uh, it's just a great trail to be a, to want the courses to want to be a part of. So that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd echo that off the top. I mean, we, we want to pick courses that, because they're on the Oklahoma Golf Trail, They take pride in that and they make their courses even better. Uh, But we also want, there's going to be courses that are disappointed that they didn't get onto the golf trail. And and I would love those courses to continue to up their game because, again, there's no reason why we couldn't tweak the legislation. We couldn't add a few courses as maybe, you know, courses fall off. Uh, we hope none fall off, but, you know, so I, as David said, I'm hopeful that this is going to drive courses in Oklahoma to, to want to be better. And yes, the the fifteen to twenty five gems that we put on here, it it really takes them to a whole other level, uh, from from getting more people playing, and th- and that is probably the last thing that I would say of what do I want? I mean, I want more people playing golf. <laughs> right. I I, I want to get more people outside. Um, I mean, golf is is you know meant it means so much to me from a from a networking perspective i mean it's the most fun i have is with my buddies on a golf course and and i know there's a whole lot of other people out there that can have that same experience 
and if the Oklahoma Golf Trail, uh, you know, is something that uh, piques their interest to, to get out on a golf course or a dad and, or a mom with their daughter or a mom with their, I mean, you know, it, 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 the age range here, whether you're six or 60 or, or gosh, 90, uh, I know David will still be playing golf when he's 90, you know, it, it, <laughs> can. anybody can get out there and play and it's not just, it's, it's not an elitist sport and, and we want to make sure that, that, uh, we, we promote, uh, some wonderful diverse golf courses that anybody can play uh, to get more people outside. I think the phrase grow the game is a little bit overused right now. <laughs> However, I think that this commission really uh, is putting its time, energy, efforts, and ideally dollars uh, behind truly going about that. And so it's to be commended. Let's have some fun, guys. I mean, it doesn't have to be all, all work and no play. I, I, have a, I have a little game I put together. Uh, I'm calling it Would You Rather, mm. right? Um, uh, Matt, I think you got to play this game. Uh, slightly different questions last time you were on, but I'm going to do, do three quick ones here. I'm going to ask, ask both of you, so one question at a time. Uh, simple Would You Rathers around uh, both golf and some Oklahoma flair to it. Mm -hmm. so, 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 Soup, I'm going to start with you. Would you rather get to play Augusta National Golf Club once, and that's Augusta National down in Georgia, not up at uh, Cedar Valley, yeah. by the way, um, or have lifetime badges to the Masters? Well, this one's pretty easy for me because I kind of have the lifetime badges because I'm a superintendent and I can go to that. So I would... But even if I couldn't, I would definitely want to play Augusta National. I've yes. been trying for years, and I would re really love to play there. So that that was a no-brainer for me. I want to play Augusta. Lieutenant Governor? I, you know, since I'm not a superintendent, um, it's a pretty easy answer for me, but it's the opposite. Uh, it's It would be the badges. Um, I have had uh, – I have been blessed enough to be able to go to the Masters – it was the greatest sporting uh, event and experience of my life – uh, and nothing will ever come close from a sporting experience, and I can say that, and I haven't been to a lot of other sporting events in this country or this world. It, nothing is going to match that. So um, I, I would say some badges, um, okay. even though I would like to play that golf course, don't get me wrong, but uh, I'd rather have those badges. I would agree with them, too. It is one of the best sporting experiences you'll ever have. Yeah. I, I got to go to, in 2018. It's Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. How about this one? How about this one? Talking strictly playing here. Lieutenant Governor, I'm going to let mm -hmm. you start with this one. Would you rather never miss another fairway or never miss another three-foot putt? You know, I'm not going to let my ego get in the way of answering this question. I Because I, my ego would say fairway uh, because I'm just going to look like a, a beast if I never miss another fairway. <laughs> But I'm never going to win money off of my buddies <laughs> if I can't make a those three foot putts. So I'm going to win a whole lot of money if uh, if I'm never miss another three foot putt. So I will say putting. Okay, Soup, what do you got? Mine's the same too, putting, because there's nothing more frustrating than missing a three footer to either tie a hole or make a par or birdie or whatever. Fairways are in one thing, but making putts is what it's all about. And I, yep. I cannot stand missing those putts. So yep. I would love to not ever miss another one. Yep. I, I, very interesting. This is an interesting question for folks. <laughs> yeah, right? it's a and, it's a tough one. And I and I think I think you guys kind of hit the nail on the head. You can recover 
yeah. from a from a poor drive yeah. now and yeah. again. Yeah. There's no recovery for a mystery footer. Nope. It, no. It's finito, no. right? So uh, I I probably agree with you there. As Aaron as I drive the ball, I would yep. still probably agree with you. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Oklahoma specific question. And again, there's many 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 fine establishments. I've picked two here in the state of Oklahoma. On the next podcast, we'll shout out some others. But go. would you rather have Aishan's fried chicken or a Mears burger for every post-round meal? You mm. got to choose. Mm. Soup, are we going fried chicken at Aishan's or a Mears burger after every round? And don't worry about the waistline issue. That's, right. That's been <laughs> taken care of. Well, I've had the fried chicken. It was phenomenal. I have not had the burger. Oh, and I on. know I've heard great things, and I'm disappointed, me traveling all over, that I've never done it. But I, I would choose the burger because I love burgers, but the, believe me, the chicken and the establishment there was, was top-notch. I enjoyed every bit of that. But I, I'm going to go with the burger. The burger. <clears throat> Both these places I've been to a number of times. I probably shouldn't say how many times. For as good as you look, I can't I, believe I, I, how many times you I, have yes, been there. Thank you. Right? Uh, if you throw in the okra at Aishan's with the fried chicken, I'm definitely going fried chicken because the okra to me that that, that my love language is is fried is fried okra. So um, uh, both of those would be great, but I'll lean Aishan's on this one. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys, truly appreciate your time. I know we've been looking forward to the, the golf trail for a while now. I know the three of us are just huge proponents, not only of golf, but again, Oklahoma golf. I, yeah. I, I'm the same as you. I feel like we have something really special when it comes to the diversity, when it comes to the people that you know take care of these golf courses, public, yes. private, muni, uh, county, you, you name it. We just have some folks that truly pour their heart and soul into the game and Man, what I said earlier, there's growing the game uh, as a lip service and there's growing the game of rolling up your sleeves and getting it done. And I appreciate both of you for what you're doing and thanks for coming on. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It's been great. We look forward to coming back and, and announcing a couple of these yeah. uh, these golf courses yeah. as well. Uh, I think we'll, everybody's looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Very we, unique. We will be ready to go down the list, Good. I assure you. Good. And we will, uh, you know... Everybody loves some good controversy. We'll yes. be happy to we'll be happy to to, to debate the merits of all the courses on the on the trail. But again, good. appreciate your time, and we look forward to having you both back soon. Again, this has been Golf Course Superintendent David Jones, and of course the Honorable Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell, doing great work with the Oklahoma Golf Trail, folks. I don't know if you could ever create a better reason given that we have so many amazing golf courses, golf complexes, golf clubs to get outside and enjoy the walk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast. I'm your host, JT. We have a fantastic episode for you today, laying out the Oklahoma Golf Trail Initiative. Similar to the success of golf trails in other states, 
Oklahoma will have its very own trail. We dive in to the details of its origin, process, desired outcomes, all that and much more during today's pod. Given that today's pod is all Oklahoma golf, it's a great time to announce the newest sponsor of the You're Still Out Golf podcast. That is Boiling Springs Golf Club out in the sand belt of Northwest Oklahoma, just outside Woodward. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you may be asking yourself, they talk about Boiling Springs so much, I thought they already were a sponsor. No, folks. We only partner with sponsors that we truly believe in, so we've been happy to promote Boiling for the good of the game. It is just that good. But now we want to tell you about a great stay-and-play package that Boiling Springs has going all spring and summer long. Because really, one round at Boiling Springs is never enough. All stay-and-play packages include one day of unlimited golf. Yes, unlimited golf with cart and a room at the nearby Candlewood Suites there in Woodward. Pricing valid for any date in 2023. Double occupancy, $80 per person. Single occupancy, $110 per person. I can tell you that is a steal. When I was out for the Golfer's Journal event last April, folks from all over the country saying I would have paid $100, $150 to play this golf course. It is just that good. So go to BowlingSpringsGolfClub.com and click on Group Packages to book your stay and play today. Be sure to drop the code YSOGOLF in the additional information section to receive a special edition You're Still Out Boiling Springs co-branded hat with your stay in play. So now that we've given you some great news on the front end of the pod, have to go into a bit of a mea culpa here. The audio of today's podcast, a bit of a struggle, lots of unexpected construction noise in the background at our recording location. So we apologize for that. Yet I assure you it is very much worth the listen as Lieutenant Governor Purnell and Golf Soup Jones, our guest today, do a great job of teaching us about the Oklahoma Golf Trail. So without further delay, let's get to the pod. 